Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining me on another episode of the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I've been really looking forward to sharing this week's topic with all of you because it's one of those topics that not only can each and every one of us relate to, but it's such a subtle guiding force in a lot of our lives at sometimes even a subconscious level. So it really begins to dictate whether we reach some of our deepest desires, goals, and ambitions. So it's one of those topics that I feel like is relevant in any phase of anyone's life. And we really need to start bringing more awareness to it because of the strong impact that it has on our lives. I also thought it would be a good way of transitioning from last week's topic because the two are very much interconnected and linked. So as I'm sure you've already seen by the title, this week's topic is on limiting beliefs and how it's connected to our last week's topic on the genetics of or inheritance of traumatic experiences and intergenerational traumas is last week's topic would really be the things that we inherit from our surroundings and family versus limiting beliefs are things that we create within ourselves based on our perceptions of our experiences in life. So to begin, I want to give a very basic dictionary definition of the word belief. So a belief is defined as a state or habit of mind in which trust or confidence is placed in some person or thing. And additionally, it's something that is accepted considered to be true or held as an opinion. And the key word here is the word true, because really what beliefs boil down to are the things that we hold true and to be absolute underneath all of the surface mind chatter. So they're rooted in our subconscious being, and they sometimes are so hidden beneath the surface that we may not even be aware of their existence but they become guiding principles that determine how we perceive the world and really give our lives a sense of direction and meaning. So this is our brain's way of making sense of complex things because our beliefs have a lot to do with how we expect things in our environment to behave and to relate to one another. So when we go over some real life examples of limiting beliefs and how they show up in various ways, a lot of this will begin to make more sense. So the source of our beliefs includes anything from our environment, past events, past experiences, our knowledge base, and even our visualizations. But mainly it boils down to our experiences and what we have been told to be true. If we were to look at this in terms of a sequence of events, our thoughts and perceptions impact our beliefs and in turn, our beliefs impact our behavior. So everything we do or don't do in life can be traced back to a core belief. And they're so deeply ingrained, even at a biochemical level in our bodies, that we often have a visceral reaction when our beliefs are being challenged. And I'm sure 
all of you can think of a moment in time where a core belief of yours, whether or not you know that of its existence, was challenged in some way, shape or form. And you may have felt physically angry, tense all over your body, a rush of heat, maybe even your heart racing. So those are all physiological responses, biochemical responses to that imposing threat to that core belief. So now there are numerous parts of our brain responsible for our emotions, including the hippocampus, the amygdala, the hypothalamus, and the prefrontal cortex. But I really want to kind of focus on the prefrontal cortex for just a bit to allow this topic to make a little bit more sense. So our prefrontal cortex is responsible for something known as executive function. So that includes anything from planning, decision-making, problem-solving, self-control, and acting with long-term goals in mind. It even is responsible for differentiate, differentiating among d- difficult concepts. So this is where this is the part of our brain that determines good versus bad and predicts the outcome of events. So what happens is when we receive sensory inputs from our environment, they go through this filtration process, meaning that a sensory in- input or information um, is received by the brain and it travels across synapses to reach the prefrontal cortex for higher processing and conscious awareness based on that executive function that I was talking. Now, the really interesting part here is that the portion of sensory information that enters the prefrontal cortex is determined by our beliefs because our beliefs allow the brain to distill complex information and to quickly categorize and evaluate that information, allowing us to jump to conclusions. And a lot of that boils down to our core beliefs. So what are these core beliefs? Our core beliefs are the things that we hold true without question. And most of the research across the board has really pinpointed the development of our core beliefs to be fairly well-formed and established by around the age of six or seven. So really, they're developing in the earliest stages of our lives, and they're all based on our perception. So how we perceive the experiences that are happening either to us or in the environment around us. And they begin to determine and dictate our sense of worth, safety, power, and really importantly, our definition of love and the world. So throughout our lives as children, we're like sponges, we're observing our external environments, and we're beginning to develop a lot of these core beliefs based on, again, our perception of what's happening, right? So it might not be accurate, but that's just how we are seeing it in that developmental stage. And the reason why they're so important is because we create these core beliefs within ourselves, we establish them deep within our subconscious being. And then that dictates in later on in our lives, how we relate to others or how we allow others to connect to us. So some examples of negative core beliefs include the idea that the world is unsafe or that you can't trust anyone or that you don't belong in this world or life is somehow unfair or unjust or no one wants to hear what you have to say and things within that realm. So What often happens is, like I've said over and over again, is a lot of these core beliefs are on such a deeply rooted subconscious level that we might not be aware 
of their existence. So how you could trace back your core beliefs is I'll give you guys an example. So a surface thought, let's say you have a job and you have been working really hard at this job and you feel like it's time for a raise. A surface thought that you might have is that I won't ask for the raise because I won't get it anyways. But that what that could be traced back to is a supporting belief that no one sees or appreciates the work that you do and someone else probably can do it better than you. And then you can further trace that back to the core belief that you're not good enough. So this is just a really minor example of how these core beliefs manifest in our lives and how they keep us really stuck and hinder us from achieving the things that we desire and really deserve. So they can be based not only in our day-to-day experiences, but also based on traumatic experiences as well. So some of the most impactful core beliefs stem from childhood experiences that include abandonment, neglect, rejection, shame, or betrayal. And there's obviously other examples too, but I feel like these are the most relatable. And honestly, you guys, these don't have to be extremely magnified traumatic experiences. Rejection could be something as simple as, as a child, you observing one of your siblings getting more of something than you and you feeling, you establishing that as a core belief that you're not good enough. And therefore you've been rejected by your parents and you didn't deserve that. And so you begin to really live your life based on that core belief. So how these core beliefs can manifest in our lives later on is a wound of rejection can show up as being very withdrawn from life. A core wound of abandonment can show up in multiple ways, but one of the ways that it can show up as is codependency in relationships in our adult lives. And then traumas around safety may manifest themselves in our adolescence or adult lives as a need for control. So the really interesting part about this is when you believe in something, you're constantly either consciously or subconsciously looking for validation or evidence to support that belief. So it really becomes this very dangerous self-fulfilling prophecy because if you have a negative core belief about yourself, you're drawing in what you believe according obviously to the laws of attraction. But then also based on that, you further establish and confirm that original belief. So a really great relatable example of this would be if you hold a core belief that you are unlovable, you may constantly be drawing in people into your life that reflect that belief back to you. And then in turn, you tell yourself like, see, I knew it. I knew that I wasn't lovable. Everyone that I bring into my life eventually ends up leaving me. And that's how really it, it honestly becomes a recipe for disaster. So we see this far too often in relationships. So the really, really dangerous part about this is if you hold this negative core belief about yourself and then you seek advice from friends or family who hold their own limiting beliefs, it almost has this compounding factor. And just like I've mentioned before, they might not be aware of the existence of their negative core beliefs themselves. So an example of this would be, let's say in a relationship dynamic, you experience some sort of betrayal, mistrust, or abusive behavior. And you might come find in a friend or family member about your experience. 
And they might add to that further by making a really generalized statement such as, which I'm heard, every single one of us has heard in some point in our lives that all men or all women are blank. And so now that adds, just like I said, like a compounding effect, it adds and further strengthens and establishes your core belief. Because like I'd mentioned before, we're constantly looking for evidence to support our beliefs. So that was just an example in terms of relationships, but really these core beliefs can show up in any aspect of our lives. And often what happens is we end up blocking our life purpose based on what we may have heard or observed throughout those developmental stages. So something really interesting that I read many years ago was that children inherently know what their life purpose is or what they're meant to be based on those instinctive intuitive draws that they have to certain skills or strengths or just their interests. So if if any of you guys are curious, you can maybe ask your parents or guardians what you expressed as a child that you wanted to be, if you wanted to explore that a little bit further. But really what happens is throughout our lives, our families and societies begin to really dictate who we should be based on perhaps maybe their unfulfilled dreams or their understanding of life. So if our caretakers are coming from a survival primitive perspective, their immediate thought might be safety. Safety might translate into having financial security. So you can see the various ways that that can manifest in your life. So it might not be necessarily an explicit thing, like you must become this, but it could be in the way that we saw the people around us, especially the ones that we admired, how they those subtle cues. So whether our parents admired certain professions more than others, whether they had an inferior or a submissive manner towards people around them, that really begins to dictate what we see and hold as valuable and the things that we then begin to strive towards. So I actually have a personal experience related to this. And it was in my adolescent years where I was very deeply contemplating and concerned with where I wanted to go in terms of career and what really my life purpose was. And I remember having really long conversations with my family and friends that I trusted about this. And one of my friends asked me one day, she said, well, what is it that you're looking for in a career? And I listed all of the things that I wanted. And she said, well, that's kind of unrealistic. Maybe you should find something that meets some of those criteria and then fulfill the others through hobbies. And I didn't resonate with that at all. I remember hearing that and I was like, oh, I don't, (laughs) I don't like that. And then when I thought about it some more, I realized maybe that was someone else's fear that was told to her and perhaps maybe she bought into it and was then passing that belief down onto me and just that simple recognition and that that instance where I paused and I said no that that's not what I want to believe had such a significant impact on my life because lo and behold a few years down the line I found a career that met exactly every single one of the things that I always desired so I'm sure that some of you may have heard the story before because I've shared bits and pieces of it on um, my social media But if there is something deep, deep down that you believe exists, do not give up on it based on other people's limiting beliefs or fears or the things that they're trying to feed you based on what they were, they were either taught or the experiences that they had. And with that, the final category where I want to demonstrate the impact of our beliefs is in the field of research and healthcare, where we see over and over again, 
through the placebo effect, how certain cohorts that are within a research study can overcome even terminal illness based on their belief that the pill or placebo that they're given has some sort of curative or healing properties. So now that we know what limiting beliefs are and where they stem from, I want to really focus on how we can work on overcoming them. So the great news is that the receptors on our cell membranes are flexible and through this whole area of study of neuroplasticity, we know that there's always a potential for change. Yes, change is very difficult because it comes down to really rewiring our brain sometimes and changing our biochemistry, but there is always a way to shift. So to begin to discover some of these beliefs, you can start to simply bring awareness to some of your thoughts. So first of all, distinguishing between feelings versus thoughts, and then beginning to recognize some of those automatic instinctive thoughts that come up in whatever situation that you really want to focus on. So some questions to begin to consider is what areas of your life are you not getting what you want? So that would be a really, really good way to start tracing back to some of your core beliefs. It might take some time, but if you start to dissect a certain aspect of life, at least you're breaking it down into workable chunks. So really start to pay attention to what areas of your life you feel unhappy in or unfulfilled, and then hone in on your language and your internal dialogue. When you make a mistake, how do you speak to yourself? Are you the type of person that when you make a mistake, you say, oh, I'm so stupid, or I'm not capable of doing anything. Pay attention to those because those are huge hints towards some of the core beliefs. And sometimes they are those core beliefs being uttered out loud. So some other things that you can take a look at in your life are areas where you feel held back, limited, or certain toxic behaviors that you're keeping space for in your life. So what thoughts and what uh, what inner dialogue is keeping you feeling small? And once you begin to uncover some of those beliefs, ask yourself how long you've been holding on to them, because maybe then you can trace them back to where they come from. That might be a very difficult task and maybe not nece- necessary at this point. Maybe the most simple step that you can take is just that awareness of what these beliefs are to be able to then shift them. So what you can ask yourself in order to shift these thoughts into more enlightening and positive ones is ask yourself if these beliefs, these negative core beliefs have served you. Can you or are you willing to let them go? And if you are ready to let them go, that's an incredible first step because what I've learned over time is that a lot of people aren't ready or willing to let go of some of their deeply rooted core beliefs or wounds because it gives them a sense of identity. It's all they, all they have known their entire lives. So if you're ready to take that first step, that's fantastic. And what you can begin to do is reverse some of these limiting beliefs by replacing them with empowering statements. So let's say you trace back one of your core beliefs to a fear of failure because you believe that your family background limits or presents as an obstacle in terms of you achieving the things that you want in life. You can alternatively come up with an empowering statement such as I am capable of anything that I desire as long as I put in effort and adequate time into it. So in addition to some of the questions that we just covered in terms of taking that initial step into uncovering some of our core beliefs, I wanted to leave you guys with some more focused prompts to take this a little 
um, a step further. So some of the things to consider is how do you deal with other people's emotions, needs, and behavior? How do you deal with your own mistakes? How do you handle stress? And really importantly, how do you express your feelings, needs, and opinions? These are very, very potent questions to get you to start thinking in terms of some of those core beliefs that you established throughout childhood in terms of your sense of worth, your safety, your security, and how that's manifesting in terms of your adult life, whether or not that's presenting itself as people-pleasing behavior or a fear of expressing what you want or what you need and what you desire because of that core belief that you are perhaps not worthy of it. And just like I'd mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I feel that this is a topic that everyone can relate to to some extent, and it can really become transformational once we begin to bring awareness and actively work through some of our core beliefs that have kept us stuck really for a good chunk of our lives. So if you feel like there's someone in your life that would benefit from this episode, please share it with them so that we can all start to kind of take active steps towards shifting and transforming our lives for the better. Thank you again for joining me on today's episode, and I look forward to sharing next week's topic with you.